Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 172. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know to help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. Welcome back to the MCAT podcast, or welcome if this is your first time here. Hopefully it's not your first time here, because if it is, you have a lot of episodes to go catch up on. Go check them all out at mcatpodcast.com, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We have another great episode for you, me and Phil from Next Step Test Prep, and we're going to jump right in right now. Phil, back for some more MCAT podcasts. How are you doing today? Good, good. I'm excited to great. jump into some deviance because uh, yeah. I, I need to I need to learn how to stay away from some of my deviances if if that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, I'm like maybe maybe it's not so bad to be a deviant. I was actually thinking about uh, you know like I was thinking about that and talking about like ways that I am a deviant. Yeah, and like that's the sort of thing my mom like was tossing and turning about <laughs> when I was in high school. Like oh like <laughs> what's Phil up to now, little yeah. deviant? Yeah. Right. All right. I'm excited. So we're going to continue going into and through the AAMC outline. Basically, we're in content category 7B. Uh, We'll have a link to this in the show notes as well. Uh, We've been going through this outline the last several episodes, really going in depth into this psych and social section to help students really understand the... Uh, the test and what's on the test. And this is something you said that you have your students do, right, is go through this and kind of define things on their own. And this is why your students are getting perfect scores on the MCAT psych so section. Yeah, they're killing it. I have six students at this point that have gotten perfect scores. I just heard back from another one. And so, um, so yeah, my students are killing it in this. And like, we've only, I've only done this with like fully with like around 12, 13 students. Um, So I'm doing really well. And the students that actually do go through this outline and are like really carefully going through this, like we're getting great results on it. So I figure that's the perfect thing to talk about here on the podcast. Maybe we can help more people um, rather than just one-on-one. It's surprising. Like if you study what the AAMC says is on the test, you actually do well on the test. (laughs) Yeah. Who'd have thought? (laughs) Amazing. Um, All right. Yeah. I think it's a little special though with the psych soch because that's all like vocab versus like if you look at this physics section, it's like learn 
like magnetism and you're like yeah i know i know i need to know magnetism like that yeah. doesn't help like to the level of a physicist like tell me what yeah. i need to know yeah yeah exactly huh. so i figured today we'd talk about probably one of the most confusing things here in section 7b is all about norms like what's normal and what isn't okay um kind of viewed by society because society has some some idea of like what is normal and what you should and shouldn't be doing um and those are just called norms okay. so they're very well named there now within the norms there's a couple of really specific you know kind of like breakdowns because some norms are different than others you have folkways mores and taboos and so some of these these kind of like vary in terms of severity and it's like really important to know the difference between these because as we've been kind of like really focusing on the mcat is not going to give you like a really blatantly obvious question where it's like you know somebody who's not studied at all is going to be able to figure something out they're going to be focusing more on like okay all three of these or four of these are terms that are kind of related to this topic and so folkways mores and taboos are all very related mm -hmm. and so if one of those is ever going to be the correct answer then the other one is probably going to be the, the incorrect answers so you want to make sure you can like tell the difference because trying to anticipate what the mcat writers are actually going to be asking you okay so they're like differing levels of severity. So folkways is probably the least severe. Moors are more severe. And then taboo is kind of like the last category, the things that are super taboo and you don't talk about at all. <laughs> like you can't even mention it at a dinner party if you ever want to be invited back to the dinner party. So folkways, these are like the things that like what normal people should do, but it's not, it's, it's more like just normal procedures. Like in this sort of category, like if somebody, um, like always shook hands with their left hand like that would be kind of weird right yeah like it, it wouldn't be immoral right like mm -hmm. it's not like you know like oh this person should be in prison um but or if somebody put up their christmas lights in june and took them down in september right it's just <laughs> a little bit a little bit odd right it's not normal and so these are like folk ways they celebrate um, christmas in july obviously yeah exactly exactly <laughs> maybe they're from uh from australia so they have like the uh it's it's winter they, they really wanted a winter um christmas a <laughs> yeah. white christmas so they do it because the go. seasons are flipped yeah so mores are things that are a little bit more severe these are as you could probably guess based on kind of morals and so if somebody shakes their hand with their left hand that's more of a folk way if somebody is a thief that's kind of breaking the rules of society also but that's a little bit more severe there's some like morality kind of going on there so folkways uh, isn't societal norms it's just what a specific person does so i would say folkway is the societal norm and okay. breaking that is breaking the norms and so the folkways are like what society like shaking hands with your right hand that's okay. like the folkways okay breaking that would be shaking it with your left hand okay so can uh, can i can i offer a potential way to remember this it just popped into my head right the the folk the the ways part of it right when i when i read folkways i'm like oh like driveways and parkways like people use those things all the time and it's it's a norm in society to use those things and so a folkway is something that's normal yeah it's just the way folk normally do stuff i don't think yeah. i've ever used folk as like a a noun before <laughs> that makes me feel like i'm in the 1860s <laughs> hey but, folks yeah hey folks yeah um yeah and so mores are just more um moral <laughs> if you okay. kind of go through that um taboos are in like a whole other level though like taboos are really serious and i always ask for students to give me kind of like an example of a taboo and in my mind they're always like okay that's a little bit benign right maybe maybe it's just my mind goes pretty dark yeah um would like, would racism be a taboo maybe like i i 
I'm not really sure. Like, I for taboos, these are things that you can't even talk about, right? Like, they're, they're like things that you're not supposed to even like touch on. I would say racism is maybe more of a more. Okay. Um, taboo makes me think of things like cannibalism or incest <laughs> or like necrophilia. Like, these are things that like you can't even like really talk about without like like people judging you for talking about them, right? Okay. Like, if you said somebody is a racist, like that's that's not really. Like no one's gonna like judge you yeah, for saying that's that a moral versus argument say, versus hey yeah. hey my cousin Johnny's a cannibal <laughs> right yeah like there's something like uh, like okay that's that's weird or a pedophile and like that's that's like a whole other class of oh, of scenario there okay and so taboos tend to be like way more extreme and to the point where you just don't even talk about them yeah. um, and that's like that that's kind of in my mind that like that where that line is drawn what's really interesting though is that those can change over time as societies change and as society views things differently and so, bring back cannibalism <laughs> yeah bring back cannibalism <laughs> um I mean, i'm just thinking more of like what happened in like the 50s and like if somebody was um like cheated on or divorced like you kind of don't mm. talk about that like that's a whole like taboo sort of topic yeah. versus now if like someone's divorced like i don't even know if that goes into more <laughs> they're not even getting married just, now so that's okay yeah, like Maybe that's just the norm is yeah. the divorce. So I guess yep. that's the, the default. Um, yeah. And so that's uh, folkways, mores, taboos. You want to be able to like tell the difference between them. Cause like I said, it's kind of, you know, one of those is the correct answer. The other ones are going to be the incorrect answers. Yeah. And so a question on the MCAT could be potentially like uh, when, when someone um, uh, like talks about uh uh, like cannibalism at the dinner table, they are breaking whatever, right? This right. this code yeah. or whatever the the term right. is. Although they're probably going to try to make it a little bit tricky. Like they're going to be they're going to like give you some example of something that maybe you would consider a folk way, but the way that the question is phrased makes it like something different, mm. right? Like they're talking about like some people of certain religions find it improper and immoral to talk about, at, like putting like pumpkins up for Halloween. Oh, and, so, like, well, so this how is consider that for those people. And like, well, that culture yeah. would view that as a more, okay. not a folk way, although we would probably consider it a folk way. So yeah. just kind of like looking for the ways that the MCAT can like, like crank up the difficulty one notch. And yeah. so like, they'll give you something that you would define it as one way, but the way the question is worded or the passage, okay. it's going to like switch it around on you and make it more complex. Yeah. So you have to put it into the perspective of who they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how they're gonna gonna try to tackle that. Okay. So after that, we get to like what happens when the norms break down or people start to break the norms, and these bring up two new terms, which is anime and deviance. And those like these are are very commonly confused as well because they both seem to be like breaking norms and that sort of stuff. But anime is when the norms break down. So like all of a sudden the rules of society start to become less rigid and there's obviously like shades of gray with this. Um, my classic example is like uh, during World War II, right? Like there were norms that like women like stayed at home and the men worked and that sort of stuff. But like now, like during the war, like women would start to work in the factories just because we needed more people out there, um, you know, working in the factories and the men were all fighting at war. And so like the rules of society start to break down um based upon just kind of like what's going on and so like uh, during the great depression definitely there was a lot of anime so anime is the breakdown of norms i always think like see an enemy um <laughs> when i see the word and so it's a-n-o-m-i-e anime okay um and so another way that the mcat 
might look at this is within the concept of like sociology, because like there are a lot of people like see like social breakdown and people are thinking like anarchy and like awful and bad and things like that. Um, just, you know, like, as the rules of society break down, a lot of people are kind of like afraid of those things. Um, but I've seen the MCAT before kind of like hint at what's going on with um, like a certain society or subculture, like as things change in that culture. So um, like specifically like a homogenous society versus a heterogeneous society. So I, I lived in a very small farm town in the middle of Missouri where everyone was white and everyone like drove old pickups and things like this. Um, and so like everyone had kind of like the same set of rules because everyone was kind of all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all the stores closed on Sundays and the restaurants, I say restaurants, like there was more than two, but there was just two, both of them closed. <laughs> um, and so like, and everything kind of like had the same, same set of rules. But if like all of a sudden, like the, there was like a big influx of immigrants or something you'll see um like like let's say now the society is a third jewish and a third muslim and then a third you know like white christian and so all of a sudden we're gonna like the rules are gonna kind of change because like the days of rest and the holidays are gonna be different and so like what some stores are open for and other stores are open for they're gonna be like different days and and so all of a sudden the rules start to kind of fall apart this is actually kind of a big problem with um like where a lot of nationalistic like nationalism comes in. Whereas like people have grown up with these rules their entire life. And like, as these rules start to break down because the society starts to become, you know, less homogenous, like they feel like their rules are being taken away. And all of a sudden they don't understand how the society is supposed to be working. And that makes them unhappy because they had these rules and everything was fine before. And now the rules are being taken away and everything's not following the rules. Hmm. And so that can also be like a cause for a lot of, um, kind of like unpleasant uncomfort um, within some of the people who like really like to hold on to those rules. Okay. And so anime is just the breakdown of rules, like overall from a societal, like macro kind of view versus deviance is breaking the rules. So this is when you decide to break the rules. And so if, you know, I like went through that and I started like shaking hands with my left hand, you know, breaking the folk way there. Now I'm a deviant. And mm-hmm. so anybody who breaks a folk way, a more a taboo is a deviant. Um, and so this just means like, to like differ from kind of like everyone around you. And so it's not the rules overall breaking down. It's just you breaking the rules. So yeah. a lot of times this goes into like we were talking about, like, m- like Mama Hawkins getting really upset and worried about like what's Phil getting into these days? Like, <laughs> is he, uh, you know, is he's like starting to be a deviant, right? He's growing his hair out. He's going to become a rebel and, uh, you know, all of those things. And, and certainly breaking laws, definitely yeah. deviance, right? Cause you're yeah. like breaking the rules, but it doesn't, it's, it seems, it seems easy. Like I, I think when, when I first heard this word, right, it's like, oh, like, how do I remember this? And, and like, how does it relate to this? But when you actually look at the root of the word, right, it's, it's deviate, right? Deviate. It's deviating right. from whatever the, the societal norm is or whatever it is that they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, that's just like deviating, like you're getting into one of my favorite topics, which is just etymology of words. And mm-hmm. so like, th- that's something I got into in med school, uh, in anatomy and physiology. Like once you start looking at the roots of words, all of a sudden things start making sense, especially with all the like Latin. And so if you can start to figure out like, what does this mean? And you're like, Oh, all of these words now make sense for what they, how they're like spelled and that sort of thing. But yeah, deviant, that's just deviating from the norms. 
Now, there's some different perspectives on this, on like what causes deviance. Mm -hmm. Um, And the MCAT actually like specifically lists three of them. And so one of them is differential association. And this is the one that like all of those (laughs) parents are like most worried about. It's like, oh, Phil's hanging out with a dirt dark crowd or like, have you seen have you seen Ryan's new friends? Like, I don't know (laughs) if I'm on board with this. And the idea here is if you start to associate with a different sort of crowd, What's normal within that group is going to start to be normal for you. And so if you were to start like spending all your time with gang members, like all of their things that seem normal to them are going to start to seem normal to you. And so you're going to start to deviate from overall society's views because you're going to start to just like do what your friends are doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just like differential association. Labeling theory is the idea that um, people get labeled um, and that kind of like changes like, you know, like how like people act overall. Um, so I think when, when you and I first met Ryan, I had long hair. I was like looking mm-hmm. like a hippie. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I like, you know, grew out my hair and donated like every, you know, every year or so, um, actually every like couple of years, but the, like, there's a lot of times like people will walk up to me and assume that I have a certain viewpoint because I had long hair. Um, I actually had, um, went on a date where a girl was trying to tell me that she cured her grandmother's, uh, diabetes with crystallized ginger, which I was like, wait a minute, like crystallized, do you mean like covered in sugar? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, don't give that to your diabetic grandma. <laughs> right? Like don't, don't just feed sugar to diabetics. That's probably not the best course of action. And I think just cause I had long hair, they assumed that I was a little bit, um, hippie. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, and so like a lot of things kind of like coming in from that angle, like healing crystals and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm like probably on the other end of the spectrum. I'm a very sciencey kind of guy. Um, give me your peer reviewed journals on your crystals and maybe I'm on board. <laughs> Um, so the idea there's like labeling theory, eventually like people keep labeling me as something. And so now all of a sudden, like, maybe I'm just going to go with it because I start to, yeah, if they're going to blame me for that, I might as well do it. Right. Right. I might as well eat the ginger. Um, and that's kind of like my personal example, but a lot of times you see this within, um, like racism and things like that. People who get labeled as criminals, like Mm -hmm. you're a criminal because of your race and like everyone will like views them as a criminal. And so at some point you're like, I have all the problems of being a criminal, but none of the benefit, right? Like <laughs> everyone like thinks I'm a criminal all the time, but I don't have any free stuff, right? Yeah. Like I really wish I had a new TV, but like I'm getting judged and like blamed for stealing stuff, but I don't get any free stuff. And so eventually you might start to kind of like go along and, and be like, okay, well, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to be a thief. Like if everyone's going to call me a thief all the time, then I might as well get the free stuff. Um, and so that's the idea of like labeling theory, kind of like causing deviance. Um, as you start to get like labeled one way or another, the the last of the three, so we had differential association, which is hanging out with a bad crowd labeling theory, which is what we just talked about. And strain theory is the last one. Strain theory is the one that I think about probably more than any other term on this like whole psych outline. Um, I think so much of like strain theory that like I'm constantly thinking about as I'm like standing in line at the grocery store. So strain theory is the idea that sometimes you have a hard time fitting into what the society says you should have. And so like society might say that, you know, Phil, you're like in your thirties, you should have a wife and like three children and a white picket fence. And, you know, you should have like a nice new car and your wife should have a nice new car and a Rolex and all of those things. Um, like, and that's, that's what you should do. That that's what society says you should do. Now, that's really hard with like med school loans and things like that, right? Like there's so many people out there that that is not really an option for. And it's not that they're not trying, 
right? It's that they can't get a job that's paying like $40 an hour, $50 an hour. Um, and so if they, if they had that opportunity, they do it. So it's not that they're not working hard enough. So they're like working really hard and they're not getting what society says they should have. And so they start to say, well, screw society then. I'm actually going to like, if, if I'm playing by their rules and I'm not getting what I'm supposed to have, then I'm going to start breaking the rules. And so then you might start to, you know, like steal and that sort of thing, just because you feel like you aren't able to get what, um, what you're supposed to. So I think about this a lot, like growing up in my poor white rural neighborhood, uh, where everyone is driving like old pickups and things are broken down. And so there's not a lot of, not a lot of expectation. Like nobody had a new car, even like the parents of people. Um, nobody had like a bright new fancy car. Um, and that's just kind of normal. And so nobody felt bad about driving a car that was like 20 years old because that's just what our like little society there was saying was normal and okay. Um, but if you live in a different sort of area where it's expected that you're supposed to have a new Tesla, right? And like everyone around you is driving a Tesla, you start to feel bad about driving your, you know, 20 year old Honda Civic. And so you're, you're more likely to start like breaking the rules of society because you're not able to, you know, kind of like work that in there and get what society says you're supposed to have. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So lots of good information on this one today. Um, anything else we want to talk about? No, I just really want to encourage students overall to be like thinking about how the questions are going to be worded yeah. and how you're going to be able to tell the differences between things. Like, so folkways, mores and taboos, you need to be able to pull those apart. Like, no, like, how am I going to tell the difference between one of these and the other? Or dif the differential association, labeling theory and strain theory. You need to be able to pull those apart because if one of those is the correct answer, then the other one is going to be an incorrect answer. They're not going to ask you like, which of these is a perspective on deviance, strain theory, and then like, I don't know, asparagus, artichoke, and backflips, right? Mm. Like, obviously, like, those last three have nothing to do with the topic. And it's like, really <laughs> easy to tell. Um, so they're going to give you things that are a little bit tricky and related and kind of hard to pull apart. So as you're kind of going through this psych outline, make sure that you're focusing in on the differences between those things, because that's how the MCAT is going to structure their questions. Okay. And then really making sure that students are paying attention to... Um, the perspective of the question and not like, oh, I know this is. Well, you know right. that based on your upbringing and probably the U.S. societal norms, but what about some tribe in Africa, right? Right. And that's okay. obviously that's a really important thing for the MCAT writers is they want people who can see things from other people's perspectives. So like mm -hmm. framing a question like that, not just as testing, like, do you understand these topics? It's also yeah. testing to see if you can understand things from other people's perspectives, which is a key part of being a good physician. It's important. All right, there you have it. Phil from Next Step Test Prep breaking down some more psych soch for you. Hopefully it's helpful for you to really master the psych soch section and really help you understand how to work through this outline from the AAMC to maximize your score on the MCAT. If you are looking for some more MCAT prep go check out nextsteptestprep.com. Students ask me all the time, which full-length exams should I use? And we actually uncovered a Reddit document recently that I've seen before, but we've, we pulled it up again, which is a document where students go in and they say, here are all the full-length exams that I've taken, all the different companies I've taken them with. Here's my actual score. And here are my thoughts on exams. And students on there, on Reddit, uh, on this huge document, 
next step test prep, second best exams out there. And you might go, wait, wait a minute, Dr. Gray. Like, I don't want the second best exams. I want the best exams. Well, the best exams are from the AAMC and they now offer four, which is amazing. But a lot of students want more than four. And with next step test prep, you can buy up to 10. You can get four, a four pack, a six pack, a 10 pack, and you can save 10% on those full length exams by using the promo code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D to save 10% on those full-length exams. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.